0: Welcome to The Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do, and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. Good evening and welcome to Sages Among Us on KVMR. My name is Taylor Wolf, one of your hosts for The Sages Among Us, and my guest tonight is Leslie Lovejoy, the Executive Director of Gold Country Senior Services. Leslie has over 50 years experience in healthcare in a variety of leadership roles, such as case management and community care coordination, infection control, medical staff management, and more. Her strengths are in leadership development and mentoring, department redesign, project management, and patient advocacy and patient relations. In the past five years, she's worked on projects that have helped improve the transition of care for patients by creating linkages to community providers, such as senior centers, and she oversaw the redesign of inpatient clinical care to improve communication and collaboration amongst team members. Leslie is a registered nurse with a master's degree in clinical psychology and a doctor's in social psychology, and she currently serves as Gold Country Senior Services Executive Director. She enjoys gardening, hiking, reading, bringing out the best in people, helping others heal, problem-solving challenges, expressing herself creatively, and visiting new places. Leslie, thank you so much for being my guest tonight. I know this is a rescheduled show from January, so I'm Really excited to have you here. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great, and thank you very much for the invitation.
0: Great. Well, with that, we'll get right into your questions. Uh, fifty years in healthcare—that's uh, that's quite the resume that you sent over beforehand. So, um, you know, throughout your career and education, you've spent a lot of time in California, and you um, have spent fifty years in healthcare. Tell us about how you got started in healthcare.
1: So. Um, Growing up in um, Massachusetts in the 60s, there weren't a whole lot of um, professions that were open to women, Mm. at least in New England. And so basically you were either a teacher, a nurse, a secretary, or some other (laughs) pink-collar labor. So I chose nursing. Um, I also wanted to teach, and, and during my career I combined both. But nursing was where I wanted to go first. So I went to nursing school in Quincy, Massachusetts. And then I had my first job in New Haven, Connecticut, at a psychiatric institute. And then I moved to California. And since then, I've been in California, which, I mean, you can't beat California. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all might be biased in that in that regard. Um, so, tell us a little bit about why you were jo- uh, drawn to healthcare and nursing in particular. You know, you had these options of careers, but you still had different options. Was there something growing up that led you towards healthcare and nursing or some moment?
1: There really wasn't. Uh, I really was torn between teaching and nursing. I had the honor of having grandparents and great grandparents all my growing up years. Um, and so I was called to provide care, and, and I loved being with them. And so I thought, you know, maybe health care is where I want to go. The other thing about nursing is you don't have to stay in one place in nursing. There are so many options in nursing that you can do almost anything. You know, we typically think of, of nurses as being bedside care. But I did Planned Parenthood, I did hospital, hospice bereavement, I did all different kinds
0: of nursing. Were there certain areas of nursing that you found yourself really passionate about?
1: I think it would have to be leadership. Mm-hmm. I think it would have to be growing people. I really, really enjoy helping people become the best that they can be. I love doing that.
0: And that's that shows through your your long work experience uh, in hospital or not hospitality, but in hospitals in healthcare as well. Um, so you know we know that you've worked in several hospitals. You have this long career in healthcare. You've also worked as a teacher, and you have several degrees. But also from your resume, I found out that you worked um, for wellness organizations and in consulting as well. So can you um, tell us a little bit more about um, going back to school after becoming a nurse and starting that pathway into teaching and then we'll get a little bit more into your wellness and consulting right. that you started later on. So um, I think as I said I've always had
1: this because I want to bring the best out of out in people I've always wanted to teach I mean teaching is inherent to whom, me as caring is so I decided to go back and At that particular time in nursing, there was a lot of um, political stuff going on about what a real nurse was. And I was a hospital diploma school nurse graduate. And there was this push to say you were only a nurse if you were a BSN Mm. nurse. And I decided that I wasn't going to go back to nursing school again. So I went into Mental health. I went into psychology, mm-hmm. um, and part of that was because when I worked in psychol when I worked in psychiatric facilities or hospital facilities, I saw this incredible split. In hospitals, you have a body, but you don't have emotions and thoughts. In psychiatry, you have a head with emotions and th- thoughts, <laughs> but no body, and it seemed incredibly dichotomous to me Mm -hmm. because we are whole beings and so (laughs) that's why i went into psychology
0: (laughs) yeah so combining the two together yeah interesting and um you then became a teacher it sounds like i'm guessing in psychology uh with getting your degrees and everything yes i taught psychology
1: classes at cal state la and cal state northridge and then I ended up teaching for community college on um, women's health. And for 14 years, I taught a class on contemporary women's health. And that's where I combined my nursing with my education and wellness
0: mm-hmm.
1: all into one big package.
0: And tell us a little bit about the wellness consulting and organizations that you've worked for too, because I was thinking the same thing, like that's, you know, from the body to mind and bringing it all together in that holistic package. So are those two entry pathways that you took between nursing and psychology, is that what kind of steered you down that path a little bit and driving you towards that passion? Yes. um, My
1: minor... When I did my doctorate at St. Louis U was in health psychology mm-hmm. because I was really interested in um, the choices and behaviors that uh, promote or, or, or affect um, being well. The other piece of that was in nursing, um, once you're licensed, you need to do continuing education classes in order to maintain your license. There weren't a lot of psych or mental health nursing CEUs available, so I took wellness I took wellness classes, and I just I said, yes, I'm home, I'm home. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna teach wellness. And so I met a, um, a friend of mine who was my boss in uh, Lake County who wanted to start a wellness center at a hospital, and that was a pretty innovative thing to do. She and I created a program called Wellness University, And we taught our staff wellness principles. And then we opened it up to the community to help them become what we called wellness ambassadors. And that program evolved into a book called Create Your Health and some other books. She wrote a few children's books because her interest was in wellness for kids. And then when I moved down to Sonoma Valley Hospital, which was the last hospital I worked at, excuse me, Um, we refined it. And we had um, a whole big wellness program and we put wellness principles into the different departments and taught our staff how to promote wellness with their patients. And um, we did that for about 12 years.
0: Mm-hmm. And beyond just um, you know combining both the physical care and the mental care <clears throat> for wellness, you have this, You created this whole course on it. Like what? What does being well or what does wellness truly mean? Like trying to encapsulate in probably a much shorter <laughs> right. version what you were teaching with wellness. So basically, the model I was trained in
1: was is an illness model. Um, You move from no symptoms to more symptoms, and that's how you know you're well. But it's possible to move on a wellness continuum in which, yeah, you may have symptoms, but mentally and emotionally or spiritually, you may be just fine. So wellness is much more than just what the physical body is experiencing or the mind separated from the body. It's the whole package. So a person can be disabled, right, but still be healthier and more well than someone who is a type A personality who's pushing themselves to the point of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. Mm -hmm. And so then you begin to talk about what the key components of that are, and we came up with five keys. Um, Self-love, breathing, healthy nutrition, oh um, uh, gosh um, <laughs> um, healthy nutrition movement and um, what's the other one I can't think of it at the moment but anyway there were five and we taught five keys and the different um, ways to um, build that behavior as you move through wellness university it was a 16 week class um, for about four hours, and it was just really intensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. And wellness is such a craze these days too. Um, and there is so much to it. Is it is it interesting now, looking at kind of the wellness industry that's been built up and how that is um, maybe integrating with healthcare more or less? I don't know. Yes, I, you know, it's really
1: actually exciting to watch it because I'm sitting back there saying, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, this, we did this. And, and I'm glad that it's finally in the consciousness that this is important. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for example, I was just reading an article. I'm going to go to aging right now. <laughs> I'm, I just read an article that talks about how if you internalize negative stereotypes of what it means to age, you're about three to four times lo- more likely to develop chronic disease and die early. Wow. So, so I mean, there, there's a lot to thoughts creating reality, emotions creating reality. And so it's really important that we use the wellness principles and help counter that.
0: Well, speaking of aging and your current <laughs> role at Gold Country Senior Services, um, you know, we know we have a larger senior population here in Nevada County, and Gold Country Services works to serve exactly that population. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, your role at Gold Country Senior Services and how some of your accomplishments and experience in healthcare led you to where you are today. So we go back to the fact that I love
1: program design. I love to build programs and, and, um, and let them help them evolve. So when I got to Nevada County right during COVID, I saw an article in the paper asking for board members for Go Country Senior Services. And so I decided, well, I wonder if they can use me because it's important to me as a retired person to be engaged and to use my skills even after I'm retired. And so I said, okay, I'll I'll join, and I did. And we, we started to work on building the board and all of that, and then our executive director left. And it took a while, and we couldn't find anybody, and I said, oh well. (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) Because we have this senior center to do. You know, it's been sitting there since 2020 when they bought the building, and it's time. You know, uh, time to get it going. So I said, all right, I'll do it. And um, up until then, basically, Gold Country Senior Services was basically well known for its Meals on Wheels program and for the senior firewood program. And that was pretty much it. That was the other thing I noticed is that most of the county doesn't know we exist, except our clients. Mm -hmm. And so um, the pandemic really brought challenges to our organization. And I think we we rose to them very, very well. Um, We started with a baseline of 46,000 meals a year and last year, we did 145,000, which is huge. It's huge. And I think why it, part of that was the pandemic, but I also think it was also because it began to be okay to ask for help. I mean, one of the good things about the pandemic, there, and there are a few, is that communities come together. People begin to reach out. Everyone begins to experience the social isolation That is typical of our most vulnerable seniors. If you're stuck at home all the time, you really get to get a sense of what that's like. And so people really um, started to ask. And so, yeah, we were doing huge amounts. Now, the the funding that came from the CARES Act and the COVID um, Relief Acts and, and all that money helped. It really did. So we're going to have to normalize a bit. As that particularly goes away, but um, yeah, and our our ne- the
0: need for firewood went up. It was just really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let alone a pandemic. We've had two major winter storms and since yes, we moved here. So exactly. increased need for
1: all the, for for everything, all those things. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I'm I'm really proud of my my team because we do rise to the occasion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. So I. It's it's fascinating to hear how you entered in to this role, really as a volunteer and a board member, and grew from there. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're taking on a huge project yes. with the senior center. So, tell us a little bit more about the senior center. Why the why behind it? What's the need? What are you guys doing? So that's a really good question, and it's something that I've
1: been um, mulling around and trying to create a um, a position paper for because. Senior centers in the past have been places for socialization and for meals and for activities for seniors, but the world is changing, and the needs of seniors are different now than they were in previous generations. Um, As a boomer, I know what I look for in terms of what I want out of a senior center versus what my grandmother might have wanted. So forgot where we're going. Oh, um, so basically, yes, we need, we need the senior center because there is demonstrated research that shows that people who go to senior centers have longer life spans. they're healthy physically, they're more resilient, they heal faster when they get challenged by illness, they are less likely to have depression and anxiety, they're less likely to develop dementia, Um, So there's lots of good physical, mental, emotional reasons why a senior center needs to be there. The other piece of that is because, as I said, the population's changing, we we need to change with it. And so the, the trend now with senior centers is to make it intergenerational, that it becomes an intergenerational community senior center. Because m- most of my peers are not into segregation. <laughs> you know, we grew up in the 60s. We don't do segregation. <laughs> so so um, we want young people in our lives. We can share our wisdom and our experience. We want to be able to share that with them, and they can teach us things like techni- technology, you know, commuter skills, those kinds of things that we can get from them also we can um, create internships for for students to come in and participate we can um, um, perhaps set up a buddy program you know there's lots of different possibilities when you bring in all the generations so yes we'll have the activities and Social events and the healthy meals of a senior center. But we're also going to have an openness to the community, and that will be having community meals um, on two days a week where anyone in the community can come in and have a, a, a meal and can participate in activities. Also, I think it's really important because we need to own our own health. And our own wellness, that we link with the healthcare system and begin to do things like have lunch and learns, where physicians or other practitioners come in and talk to us about a particular issue that we, as, as older adults, um, might um, find useful. Um, I have some some strong feelings as a case manager that the the reason people end up hospitalized so much for, in, in, for adults, ad, older adults, is first, um, false, and second is mismanagement of medication. So if we can create programs to help older adults deal with their medication issues, deal with balance issues, then we're actually keeping them healthy and out of the hospital. So there's lots of opportunities. The other trend that's happening right now is that a lot of seniors or a lot of older adults either have to go back to work or want to work. And so we're facing a little bit of some stereotypical thinking about the older work person who who works and how do I help seniors who want to get work keep the skills or build the skills in order to work. Mm -hmm. So it's much more relevant to our lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And for listeners just tuning in, too, we're talking with Leslie Lovejoy, the uh, executive director of Gold Country Senior Services. And she was just talking with us about their new senior center they were working on. So, Leslie, you explained to us the vision and the why behind it and the need. Um, Where is this project at in its process and what does it need to move forward?
1: That's a very good question. Um, During the pandemic, we were able to demolish the commercial kitchen. There was nothing really savable in that kitchen. We get this question, why didn't you use what was there? It was not set up to be efficient, and the the equipment was old, and it was not very useful. So we had to take it all out. Um, That was thanks to a grant from Nevada County. We had we had that grant and we were able to demolish everything. We worked on blueprints and architectural plans, so they are almost all set at the city of Grass Valley right now. We're working on doing non non-permit required activities in the building, like the work work day on April first, where we painted. And cleaned up and pulled down and so um, yeah it's there and and we have a shell now to show people um, what it's going to look like. We are hoping um, to open sometime this fall. I thought it was going to be July. I'm pushing for July but we need permits and we need some extra funding. The the, um, Agency on Aging Area 4 Provided us with an equipment infrastructure grant, so they essentially are buying the equipment for us, but they do not do capital improvements, which involves um, um, installing equipment, and building offices, and stuff like that. So we're still trying to raise some money for that. Um, it's about uh, four hundred and fifty thousand. I am. I'm very happy to say we're getting less. We're we're slowly chipping away at it, so it's maybe 325,000 now. <laughs> um, but basically, we're just continuing to work and 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 tell the community, this is a community project. This is a, a community hub, and and I know that the community wants this, and so I see the support everywhere I go. And sometimes the support is just that, by volunteering and saying, I want it. Sometimes it's by sending a little money. Um, and they certainly can do that. We need, we need um, some more donations to get this done. And you can do that either online by going to um, goldcountryservices.org, and there's a donation page. And you can also see where we are on the Senior Center Project. Um, or you can just send us a check. Or you can call me uh, at um, 530-615-4541 and talk to me about how you can help because we need your help. We need your support. This is a heavy lift for a small agency. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Lots of fundraising to do, but it sounds like an <laughs> exciting project as yes. well. Yes, yes. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Gold Country Senior Services that we might have missed? got your firewood program your meals on wheels and this big project going um and people can do everything from volunteer to to help fundraise for the the senior center coming
1: yeah i I think that's
0: about it um so moving a little bit to the to the last five minutes of our show um not only do you have a lot of background in in leading teams and um, mentoring new leaders, but you also came to this role as a volunteer yourself. So from your involvement uh, in healthcare to volunteering, what have you learned about leadership um, and what works and what doesn't? Hmm,
1: that's a good question.
0: I always thought that my
1: entire career was training for what I was going to do when I retired. Because you know, as you work, you learn what works and what doesn't, um, and you refine your skills as you move up in your career. And so, um, I, and I had the added um, advantage of having a, a psychology background, so that with working with people who work with a lot of trauma on a daily basis in healthcare. Um, learning how to hone those skills to help support the, them as they did their job. Um, that was probably the most rewarding part of my job.
0: Yeah. yeah. And um, you mentioned that you've lived up and down California, mm-hmm. and you moved to Nevada County more recently in 2019. Uh, Sages Among Us started with a book, and many people, when interviewed in the book, felt that this community was very special, so... Do you agree with that? And in which ways do you see our community as special? I, I'm i always, because I
1: was born by the water, I've always been attracted to the mountains. The mountains have a strange and interesting and beautiful power. There's something magical about being on the land in the mountains. I, and I don't know how to explain it. It's just... Um, the energy here is wonderful, it's soft. Um, yeah, there's a lot of allergens, but <laughs> you know, we deal with them. But um, it's just, it just feels soft. And it for me, it's the greatest, um, greatest, uh, uh, it's, it's the best of all, both worlds. Um, growing up rural, I like rural, but I also like amenities. You know, I'm no longer want to be on my 40 acres, on a mountain, totally independent. I need to be around other people. And so this gives me the best of both worlds.
0: Well, we're, we're glad to have you in the community. And it's great to learn a little bit more about your background and Gold Country Senior Services as well. Um, Any final thoughts about leaderships? We have maybe one minute left before we end the show that you'd like to share with our listeners.
1: I've always thought that the key to a good leader is vision and the ability to articulate a vision and also to take people where they are
0: and then move with them instead of push or pull. All right. Well, there you have it. Leslie, thank you so much for being my guest tonight. You've been listening to the Sages Among Us on KVMR. Discover how you can make a difference by tuning in Wednesday evenings at 630. Uh, You've been listening to our show with Leslie Lovejoy, Executive Director of Gold Country Senior Services. And thank you finally to our listeners for joining us and all that you do to make our community a little bit better.